The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. On a Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees, and the people there were observing him carefully. He told a parable to those who had been invited, noticing how they were choosing the places of honor at the table. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not recline at table in the place of honor. A more distinguished guest than you may have been invited by him, and the host who invited both of you may approach you and say, give your place to this man. And then you would proceed with embarrassment to take the lowest place. Rather, when you are invited, go and take the lowest place so that when the host comes to you, he may say, my friend, move up to a higher position. Then you will enjoy the esteem of your companions at the table. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Then he said to the host who invited him, when you hold a lunch or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your wealthy neighbors in case they might invite you back and you have repayment. Rather, when you hold a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So there's a clear theme today in our readings, that of humility. And I think sometimes we have a hard time really understanding humility. I think we're quick to jump to humiliation. And God is not about humiliating us. We've all been humiliated, but that is not the point of today's readings. God is not about rubbing it in our face or wagging his finger in our face and saying, shame on you. It's not about thinking less of ourselves. You might say it's thinking of ourselves less often, okay? So let's dive into that a little bit. Humility, the word itself, has its roots in a word that means the earth, the ground. And so we have these different expressions in English that help us, I think, get in touch with it a little bit. If we say someone is down to earth, just think about that. What do we mean by that? Someone who's in touch with reality. Somebody who's humble. Somebody who is not trying to exalt himself or herself. Somebody who realizes that I am who I am because of God. And I do what I do by the grace of God. That's where the Lord wants to lead us. That we acknowledge the fact that all good things come from Him. Whatever we're able to do that is good, that comes
comes from him. We have a great example in our Blessed Mother. The archangel, Gabriel, appears to her and announces that she's going to be the mother of God. And then she goes off shortly thereafter to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who is also with child in her old age, because nothing is impossible for God. And as Elizabeth greets her, Mary then goes into her Magnificat, her song of praise. And it's as if Mary is giving all, giving all the credit to God in the beginning. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. So she doesn't deny the fact that she has been blessed. Because Elizabeth greets her in this amazing way. Who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And blessed are you who believed that what was promised to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary doesn't deny that, but rather she gives all the credit to God. It's like when you see people at a sporting event hit a home run or score a touchdown or score a goal and they, they point up. Maybe they even make the sign of the cross quick. They give the glory to God, at least to some degree, right? Mary was doing that. She was like pointing up and giving God the credit for everything that had just happened to her. And so I think that's a real healthy way of approaching our relationship with God and with one another. Because you can have a false humility. A false humility. What's false humility? Well, it's when you really do look down on yourself all the time and even discredit the gifts of God that you have been given. Well, that's not any good either. God doesn't want that from us either. That would be I don't know, ungrateful if we're not acknowledging the good that God has done for us and we're not cultivating it, we're not appreciating it, we're not taking care of it, well, that wouldn't be any good either. To say, oh, I haven't received any particular gifts. We've all received gifts from God. Some are a little more outstanding than others, perhaps, but we've all received gifts for ourselves, but gifts for the body of Christ, gifts for our community, gifts of hospitality, gifts of administration, gifts of various workmanship. And then some are also good at teaching or preaching, Prophecy, healing, okay, so some are a little more outstanding than others, but every gift is needed. Every gift is needed. Like any team, like there are some sports where one player gets removed from the playing field, either for a time or even for the game. In soccer, you got your red cards, so you're taken out of the game, you're like ejected. In hockey, you got the penalty box, but you can also be ejected. And so the team has to play a man down. 
What's really hard to play a man down in either one of those sports, in any sport, to play a man down is really hard. You are handicapped in a very particular way. It's the same way with the body of Christ. When we have people who are not in the game, and it's not because they've been ejected either. God doesn't eject anybody. He always welcomes people back into the game. He wants us all in the game. He wants us engaged. But when people are not in the game, the rest of the body suffers. The church suffers. Our society suffers because we're not engaged. We're not putting forward our gifts. We're not offering ourselves for the good of others. And so other people suffer. So if we're not doing something that would be more of a sin of omission, right? I'm omitting something that I should be doing. Then there's a vacuum. There's uh, a gap there. And guess who's going to fill in the gap? You know, well, we try to pick up the slack as best we can. But we can only do so much. We leave space then for the enemy to come in. And the enemy gets to wreak havoc. To sow lies and division and intrigue and suspicion and hatred and fear. All that good stuff. That comes from the devil. His agenda, let me remind you, his agenda. Steal, kill, destroy. That's the devil's agenda. And he does all he can to destroy your families, to destroy your marriages, to destroy the innocence of our children. He's doing everything he can. So then we have to ask ourselves, well, shoot, what am I doing to fight back? I can't fight back. I, I, don't, I don't know how to fight back. Well, learn. <laughs> you know, you fight back by praying. You fight back by celebrating Mass, praying the Rosary, doing deeds of mercy, the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. But we've got to fight back. You can't not fight back. You, it's like not optional, right? There will be serious consequences. And we see it all around us, unfortunately. So let's not approach humility in a false way. And let's not be intimidated either. That would be another one, that would be another thing the devil wants us to think, oh, well, what difference does it make? What difference could I make? Who am I? Well, that's exactly what the devil wants you to think. That you wouldn't make a difference. Dear brothers and sisters, you are all anointed by the Holy Spirit. You have received the Spirit of Christ. You're Christians. That means you are anointed. That's what Christ means, the anointed one. And as Christians... You have been anointed. You've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. The very Spirit of God dwells in you. You have power from on high to fight back. 
You have power from on high to proclaim truth and peace and blessing on your family and friends, your workplace. You have that power and authority given to you by Almighty God. Yes, God actually expects us to go out in his name to preach the good news, to be joyful missionary disciples. Yes, that is our high calling. It's an amazing thing. It comes from God. It has its origin in God, and it has its fulfillment in God. God humbled himself to come down to us. God meets you where you're at. God always meets us where we're at, even when we're at our worst. God meets us right there when we're hurting, when we're sad, when we're depressed, when we're angry, when we're being tempted. God meets us right there. And he wants you to know you're not alone. You might be under a lot of stress for various reasons. Well, God is right there with you. Lean on him. Lean, press into him, as they say. Depend on him. He will not disappoint you. He will not fail you. As our beautiful second reading said, you have not approached that which could be touched in a blazing fire in gloomy darkness and storm and trumpet blast. You have approached Mount Zion, the city of the living God, Fast forward. And Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and the sprinkled blood that speaks more eloquently than that of Abel. Cain and Abel, right? The first murder that ever happened on the face of the earth. Cain kills his brother Abel. What do you think Abel's blood cried out for? At best, justice, right? Probably revenge. You follow me? So what does Christ's blood cry out for on your behalf to our Father? Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. That's what Christ's blood cries out for for you and for me. Mercy. Reconciliation. Victory. Christ's blood cries out victory. I am risen. The grave couldn't hold me. And now I live victorious. So we are victors with Christ. Claim your victory today. In the blood of Jesus, which cries out for you, you're going to get to come forward and receive the body, the blood, the soul and divinity of Jesus, who's fighting for you, who brings you into communion with the Father through the Spirit. And he brings us all into communion with himself and with each other. United we stand, divided we fall. Let us be united in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us claim our victory today and give all the glory to God. Amen?